Hey guys, what's going on? We're coming up in this bad boy, this building, this arena, this mayhem, all this good shit. In other words, we're just saying hello. How y'all doing? <laughs> My name is Killer, also known as Drink Killer Sixty Three. If you're on the Xbox, also known as Motherfucking Host, and also known <laughs> as the Good Doctor. Also, all that other good shit. I'm also joined here by my boy, my best friend, my brother, MDA. Talk to him, my boy. What's up, man? It's Mike. Y'all know what it is. Crazy 8. We on top. Let's go. Let's get it. Yeah, you ain't also remembered your initials, nigga. Nah, man. <laughs> of course, I know you remember my initials. Come on. We, <coughs> the fuck? Mm. Ah, right, yo. So we got a we got a, got a big show planned for y'all today, man. Some, some, some big stuff. We were actually talking a little bit pre- you know, recording, because, you know, you can't just, like, hop right into it all cold. You kind of, you know, got to warm up a bit. You know, you don't yeah. just, like, throw yeah. your, your your stuff in the oven and without preheating it. You feel me? Got to get the juices flowing. Yeah, I, see, see, I see where you, where you was going with that, though. I like how you coded that, but. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm I'm a wordsmith in this bank. You feel me? Yeah, that's, that, that, hey, that's what it seemed like. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? We got some NFL stuff we're going to get to. We got some gaming news, of course, with the uh, Xbox Bethesda conference and, you know, Series X and the new chip um, development, which is even going to be more powerful than the ones they have right now. That lets you know where our Xbox is king. And on top of that, we got some Zelda Breath of the Wild 2 news. But we're going to go ahead and get this thing started off with something a little more closer to your heart, brother. Even though our Bulls got their ass, we're going to be talking NBA playoffs, y'all. Oh, we, we starting with sports. I like it. I like it. Like it. Let's do it. Right, so you know, we had some um uh, some games tonight actually. Um and earlier I was watching the um Milwaukee Boston game with my son because he is a big Giannis fan. The boy loves Giannis. Yeah, one and a half years old and smiles and starts jumping around and going whenever he hears Giannis's name. So <laughs> that's just pretty much what happens. All right. Son's a big fan, but I can tell you when a team gets the ass whooped or when it's just losing by a lot. And to be completely honest with you, I think Milwaukee tonight just lost by a lot. It never felt like they really got the ass whooped to me. Man, man. Now, here's the reason I say that. When you're getting your ass whooped, it's pretty much meaning not necessarily that you're playing bad and then they're just dominating you. Sometimes it can just be you're playing a good game, but your shot isn't falling. So it's not really you getting your ass beat as much as you're just losing by a lot. Like getting your ass beat is them constant turnovers, blocking shots, stealing the ball. You know, strapping the best man down. Not necessarily your best man getting still 14 more easy-ass layups that he could make in his sleep and just nutting up at the rim. That's not you necessarily getting your ass with more as you just now losing by a lot because it's something that you could have controlled. Yo, Killer, I'm going to tell you right now, Milwaukee got the ass beat. They got the ass beat. I'm, I'm going to tell you what getting your ass beat is. Mm-hmm. In the first two quarters or first quarter ends, by the beginning of the second quarter, you already got six turnovers. That's getting your ass beat. Not to mention the way they lock Giannis down. And look, I gotta, I gotta, I really gotta apologize 
I have to apologize. I know I didn't say this on the show, but I'm pretty sure we talked about this personally on the phone. Mm-hmm. I have always felt like Grant Williams was trash. Bro, this shows ass. I, I have I have always felt like Grant Williams was trash, and I don't know if it's because he looked like a tight end that played in the Water Boy. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know why I always thought Grant Williams was trash. Sir. But but hey, you you remember those players on 2K? Yeah, yeah. Who, he, who, looked, who, he looked like a 2K some reason, player. You can ball out with, but they are never that good in real life. He he looked like a 2K player. Like, you bro, I would that? eat someone alive with Larry Hughes, but I know he's either going to give me 2 or 22 in real life. Yeah, like yo, but I really got to apologize because like show his answer. Grant Williams proved me the fuck wrong. Like, like the way he locked down Giannis, he frustrated Giannis the whole first half. Mm-hmm. The whole first half. Giannis could not get out of his own way because of Grant Williams. Like, Grant Williams, Grant Williams took a Giannis shoulder to the chest, banged his head on the damn hardwood just to pop up and guard him again. Like Bruh. and locked Giannis down for a lot of the first half, so that's getting your ass whooped. I'm it, see if Tatum if Tatum is going off, if Brown is going off, you expect it. The mm-hmm. fact the fact that Boston did what they did with Grant Williams and without Marcus Smart, oh yeah, Milwaukee got toe up. Milwaukee got toe up. Now yeah. I think I think the series could be different if. Um, George Hill and Middleton um, weren't injured, you know. Oh yeah, I mean Middleton makes the biggest difference in that because you need if you're going to beat Boston, you're going to need two really good wing defenders, point blank. You're, you're going to need, need them, and, and you're going to need three point shooting. And Middleton, mm-hmm. Middle, Middleton is Middleton is, brings that. Got, I mean, not not as much as um. Uh, well, Middleton brings it a lot more than um. My boy who sucked for LeBron in Cleveland never ever could, but um. George Hill. Oh, okay, yeah. He was terrible in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Really good in Indiana, but terrible in Cleveland. Yeah. I feel like that was a conspiracy against LeBron. That 16 team? I feel like that was. <coughs> was it 2016? Nah, 16, I think they won the championship. Yeah, they won in 16. It was, it was it 2017. I don't know. 2017. I don't know. But whatever. George Hill was terrible. George Hill was terrible in Cleveland. He was horrible. Him and Deron Williams should have just stopped playing a game of basketball that same year. Yeah, yeah. Ron Williams, he just looked like he was there to get his hair cut. <laughs> but, yo, get out of here, yo. But, you know, like I said, right now we are talking NBA playoffs, you know. So we know Milwaukee and Boston where these two teams, I think this could go seven if Middleton stays out. I don't see Milwaukee laying down. Milwaukee is one of those few teams right now in the postseason. I would say them in Golden State. And Memphis, because I saw them do it multiple times, but I don't want to put them on the list because it was Minnesota. So I want to leave them off of this list. But they are some of the few teams that if they lose a game in a series by 25 points, I can see them coming back and beating your ass by that same amount the following night. Oh, they're not beating Boston by 25 points. They might beat they might beat Boston, but it ain't going to be by 25. Yeah. And I'm saying I'm saying that because 
this is the reason why I believe, because I believe that can actually happen. I believe this can go seven without Middleton. I think with Middleton, Milwaukee wraps this up in about six. Oh, see, I, dis- I, I disagree. Because what this what this actually does, because like I said right now, they're missing an the extra wing defender. Mm-hmm. And when you're missing an extra guy, you now are putting more stress onto Giannis because now instead of, you know, staying with his man, he now has to switch. Mm-hmm. Because you want to put your best active ball defender on the ball. So if you're running, if I'm Boston, I'm running nothing but pick and damn rolls with Tatum and Brown until Middleton comes back. Because now I'm going to have you respect whoever comes away with the ball on that. I'm talking the, pick and roll. Problem, you're going to have to play over top. The problem, the problem with Milwaukee is Milwaukee's not going to win anything if Giannis isn't getting, isn't getting his way. And, um, you know, like I know, I know, you know, I'm a Bulls fan. So a lot of a lot of people might think my opinion is biased or whatever. But, you know, we played Milwaukee in the first round and I I now I like Giannis. I really do. Like mm-hmm. aside from LeBron, Giannis might be like my favorite person to watch. Um, but I felt like in our series, the refs gave Giannis everything, everything. Every I, th- mm-hmm. I, f- I felt like the refs gave Milwaukee everything. Now, granted, we still we still should have lost because we couldn't hit a jump shot to save our life except for game two. Um, but game one we should have won. Game four we should have won. Yeah, game one, game one, game two, we should have went. We should have went into Chicago up 2-0. But that's another story for another day. Um, I, Milwaukee cannot win unless Giannis is getting the benefits of the cost and. It's because they don't have the um, the star. The, I don't want to say the star power, but I don't know what other way to put it. They don't have they don't have the talent that Boston has. So for every so for every um, for every person, for every for every talented player that Milwaukee has, I can match somebody up um, on Boston with them. So if you want to if you want to talk about who's a Milwaukee's point guard, Drew Holiday. You want to mm-hmm. talk about Drew Holiday? Easy, Marcus Smart. I give you Marcus Smart. If if you want, who who's the two? Who who would you say is the two for Milwaukee? Um, let me pull them right now. The, the two, two is, is Wesley, Ma- Wesley Matthews. Is oh, two. he is garbage. He he's yeah, like Rob. Uh, he's got, Robert Ori. Yeah, he's splitting time with um with uh the, the Grayson White Allen. Dude. Grayson Allen. Yeah, so like all right, Pat Connaughton. And Pat Connaughton, that's the white dude. Um, so you want to go right too, so that didn't help. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But if you want to go out any one of them three, okay. For for um for Boston, I give you Peyton Pritchard. Peyton Pritchard do the same thing as them three. Knock down threes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um if you want to go, if you want to go to um to Middleton, Tatum. If you want to go to Giannis. Jalen Brown. Yeah. If you want to go with Jan, if you if you say Giannis, the Giannis is better than him. But Jalen Brown, if you want to go with Lopez or Bobby Brooke, Portis, if you want to go with Bobby Portis, I give you Grant Williams. You want to go with Brooke Lopez, I give you Robert Williams. You know what I'm saying? That like like the Celtics are just as deep as Milwaukee, but they're more talented because they're more skilled. Giannis is a bulldog. So if Giannis can't get to the hole, you better you better believe his shot not falling. So. I think so. I think even if Middleton was in the game, I think even if Middleton was in the game, 
Um, if Giannis is not getting, you know, those those buckets where like he's driving to the rack all hard, you know what I'm saying, all, all that shit, then yo, Milwaukee gonna lose. Yo, I just peeped this like, you know, I'm like really big into weird ass stats. Mm-hmm. So no players outside of Holiday and Anto the Kumpo had more than one assist tonight for Milwaukee. And Straps. to make matters even worse. The thing is, so so, and, only so ask, four players had only four players had assists. So so ask yourself, ask yourself this question. We saw that we saw what Boston did tonight to Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. You think you think Milwaukee can do that same thing to Boston? Not without Middleton. I think with Middleton, I believe that yeah, I believe that if Milwaukee gets hot, which they can. Okay, so okay, that, so this can happen, and I remember we've seen Boston get cold too. Let's not act like that. No, 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 that, no. That's that's true. But look, so and Milwaukee's okay. a really good defensive team, so they can do the same thing to Boston. It can happen. So going off that, so going off that logic, who is um, who who is going to check Pritchard? Just line them up. Who's going to check Pritchard? Mm. That's a three point shooter. Who's going to check him? I is the difference between a three point shooter and a guy who can create a three point shot. So I I would honestly just stick Wesley Matthews on him or whoever my two is at that point. I just roll with it. Okay, who's checking Marcus Smart? Marcus Smart plays a lot like, and you may remember this guy from Winston. He plays a lot, a lot like Lamar Monger. He reminds me so much of Lamar Monger. Scrappy off the bench, lockdown guy who can run point, but it kind of scares you from time to time. So so who you gonna put on him? Someone who will fight him, Grayson Allen. You gonna put Grayson? You gonna put Grayson Allen on Marcus Smart? Just so that way both of them wind up getting ejected. The only way I, Grayson Allen got a shot is if he trip him. And I want him to do it because I know what I'm gonna get out of uh, Marcus Smart after he gets tripped. He's gonna swing, and guess what's gonna happen when he swings? He walking and Grayson getting um put down. So, so, so at so that point, what becomes the bigger loss? So, so. <laughs> So it's safe to say that you that you gonna put um that you gonna put Middleton and Giannis on Tatum and Brown right in whichever mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. And I believe I believe those two because of how rangy Middleton is, I think he can switch off. So yeah. Okay. So you gonna put Mid- so you gonna start Middleton on who? I'll start Middleton on Brown. Yeah. And then and then when the switch happens, Giannis gonna be checking Brown. Giannis can stay there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Brown gonna get Giannis in foul trouble. Brown Brown is not afraid of Giannis. Brown is not afraid to drive. Oh, I know. Like like you know what I'm saying? Okay, so so then who who you gonna put who you gonna put on Grant Williams? Brook Lopez. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably so. All right. Who you gonna put on Robert on Robert Williams when Grant Williams come out? Robert Porter's. Okay, who you gonna put on? Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, let me pull up the roster. Matter of fact, this is easier with the roster, the whole roster, because the teams are so damn deep that um, damn Daniel Tice didn't even play. They see, see what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? Like, yo, like they got a squad. Who you gonna put on Derek White? Another that's a dude who can create his own, who can create threes. Who you gonna put on yeah, Derek White? He managed to create nothing today. That, but, yeah, um, he, he, he didn't create nothing. He didn't create. He didn't have to. Uh, probably Pat Connaughton or um, Carter. Who you putting on Al Horford? Bobby. 
You already said Bobby. You said Bobby for Robert Williams. I said Brooke. No, you said Brooke for Grant Williams. See what I mean? The Celtics. That's where the, that's where the, mis, that's where the mismatch happens. It is the, right the, there. The the mismatch the mismatch. Well, Surge, I would I would probably play Surge. The the well shit shit Surge didn't play till the last two minutes of the game tonight. But that's where that's where the mismatch happens because Boston is deeper, but they're also more skilled. Now Milwaukee got a couple guys. They got a few guys that can shoot threes. Middleton is one, and Grayson Allen is another one. Even though I hate him, um, and and Matthews is one, and Connaughton is one. Other than oh, and Brooke Lopez, he can get you an outside shot. So they got a couple. Man, Drew Holiday can, but he's so streaky. Drew Holiday is more is more for his defense. You know what I'm saying? But but it's like after a while, you gonna start running out of bodies. Where it's like I just named five on Milwaukee. Where it's like you got Pritchard who can shoot, Grant Williams who can shoot, you got Tatum who can shoot, Derek White who can shoot, Marcus Smart taking threes now. Al Horford, Al Horford dropped twenty the other night. Al Horford dropped twenty in Game One. You know what I'm saying? Um, you got then you got Jalen Brown who who like like it's just they got Boston got a hey, Boston deep yo Boston deep. Uh, I mean, you know I me. Mean? I'm not gonna deny you on anything like that. I believe I think, you got that I, locked down. I, yeah, I think I think that I think that. I think the series is going to go seven. I think the series was going to go to seven regardless. I just think Boston's going to win. I, I really do. All right. Well, you got Boston. I got Milwaukee. Now, we'll granted, if, if Milwaukee wins, I'm not mad. I am now, not mad if Milwaukee wins. Yeah. Now, I'll be real with you. You may remember this last year during the halftime of Jasper podcast when we talked right. about the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And um, we were both God, really, my really wrong. Sucked. My prediction about our, 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 our Western Conference picks because Jesus I had Christ. the Lakers and they got disarmed. But I had the, I had Suns. the Lakers. Yeah, I had the Lakers beating Phoenix in in round one. But you had the Clippers. I had the Clippers win it going to the finals. And I against did not against, know, and, and, I, and did, didn't I pick Brooklyn? I picked Brooklyn. And I picked Milwaukee. Yeah, so you, hey, so you got, so you got the champion. Yeah, but everything else was dead fucking yeah. wrong. Yeah. <laughs> everything yeah. else was dead wrong. Now that's just talking about last year's. Um, really, if I had to, you know, just kind of talking a little differently about the playoffs. But if I can honestly tell you, I've enjoyed this postseason more than the last two, but just a shade more than last year. Why? Why? I'm curious to know why. Because outside of me getting a chance to watch the Bulls past the end of April, I can honestly say I enjoyed this postseason in particular for a very odd reason. So we can understand why LeBron missed the playoffs his first two years in the East. The East was low-key loaded, right? And then that one year in L.A. that he missed before this year because of the injuries to himself. This year, the reason L.A. missed was because they played like shit to start the year and it just carried on. And a part of me wanted to see how good will this be without X player. 
And for a while for me, that was Kobe. How good is the Western Conference playoffs going to be if I can't watch someone either beat Kobe or watch Kobe just do someone dirty? I enjoyed that from 2002 till about 2012. We had that same run with LeBron, even as Bulls fans. I enjoyed watching LeBron play in the playoffs to watch him lose because he was always in my fucking way. So with that being the case, it's kind of watching that, watching who's going to be, and then actually cheering for him in certain aspects, like the 2016 run, cheering for him in that game, you know, wanting to see history made. But then post that, now I'm watching to see who's going to be that guy that can step up, kind of carry the league to his days past this last legend. Because I can give a damn if KD make another playoff run. If he makes one more playoff team, I could care less. I kind of want to see LeBron pass the torch in the postseason. In the postseason. In the postseason. Not saying go off and win another ship. That's not what I'm saying. But you know, kind of like how last year it didn't look that way, but it seemed like he was passing it off in a sense to Booker because of what he was doing in that postseason. It felt like he was passing it to Book, passing it to Giannis, this next group of guys. That's what it felt like. LeBron's gen passing it over. Because take a good look at this postseason. It's starting to mirror last year's postseason. Because right now the only team that has any playoff history that's left is Golden State. I mean, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't necessarily agree, but I get I get what you're saying. I mean, all right. First things first. Let's get this out the way. Mm-hmm. LeBron is the second greatest of all time. Oh yeah. LeBron is easily the second greatest of all time. I will not give him number one. He's the second greatest of all time. Having said that, yo, Le- I don't want LeBron passing nothing right now. Hey, go back to the playoffs next year. Go get to the damn finals. And I hate the Lakers. I hate the Lakers. But the love I got for LeBron James supersedes my hate for the Lakers. It, it does. Like, that man is all world. That man is all world. That man is, like, like is amazing to watch on the basketball floor, right? I don't want to see him pass off nothing. I think that the last two seasons, the last two postseasons have been the most enjoyable in a while because we haven't been able to predict them. Mm-hmm. Like everybody, everybody seems every everything seems balanced. I, I've said this, I've said this um all year. The West has more elite teams, but the East is a better conference. I feel like the East is is mm-hmm. I feel like the East has um I feel like the level of eliteness is is more evenly distributed. The fact that the Lakers and New Orleans were in a play-in game for the playoffs and their records were like 14 games under 500 is terrible. Where you look at you look at um the 7 8 9 10 playing games in the East, their records were closer to 500, you know what I mean? Um so I think I think Actually, I think no team in the East if I'm mistaken had a um team had a, that had a below had a um, below five hundred. 
No, I think all of them had more than 47 wins. Yeah, all, all the playoff teams. Because because yeah, they, all, they all finished with more than 42 wins. Yeah, yeah, it, which which that's great. So over so the conference, the better conference is the East. Now, if you talk about who has the more elite teams, it's the West. Um, but I think Honestly, I that, think there's only two real elite teams in the West. That's the Suns and the Warriors. I think the Grizzlies are coming, but the I don't Grizzlies. That, I don't. I don't look at that roster as as elite. The the Grizzlies. I, I think they can win this series though. Hey, the Grizzlies here right now. I think the they Grizz- can win this series. I think they can actually beat Golden State. The, yeah, yeah, I think they can too. I think I they think, can. And I don't. I, think, I don't know. I, think a lot I don't of know that, if they will because Go- Golden State got weapons. I mean. Mm-hmm. Jordan Poole ain't no damn joke. So I don't know if Memphis will, but they absolutely can win this series. I'm telling you right now, Memphis here right now. John Morant put everybody on notice earlier this season when he was like, we ain't ain't dodging no smoke. We climbing up the chimney. Like, yo, Memphis is here Mm -hmm. to stay right now. Um, I just hope they don't jack this team up. Like the, I Raptors, really like, like the Raptors did in 2000. Yeah, now the thing is, this, this is where it's different. I don't think the basketball player's psyche and mentality is like it was in that era. Because in that era, you wanted to be a star who did it. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, I just think it. about it. Shaq and Kobe could have legit won after losing in 04. They could have won 05 and 06 together. Yeah. You see here, do you seriously believe that that Miami team, even if you gave them Shaq steel and kept kept a carbon copy of Shaq on the Lakers, that they were going to be even close to touching LA in that series? Heck to the hell no. Nah. Just based off the fact that Kobe would have had every bit of an answer for every single move that Dwayne Wade had in his arsenal at that point. Because at that point, if Dwayne Wade pulled a jump shot from anywhere deeper than 10 feet, you were like, I ain't worried about it. At that point. He was only in the league at the point was his second year, third year. Yeah. Um. No, but so to to go back to go back to the last two the last two postseasons, I just think I just think that this has been the most enjoyable one because for so long we had predicted Golden State and Cleveland for so damn long, and mm-hmm. then. And then, you know, uh, LeBron gets Anthony Davis, and it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Like, all right, we know either Brooklyn or L.A. going to win, and then so L.A. wins in the bubble. Um, it, it, actually, we didn't think the Nets was going to win that year because KD was hurt that year, that mm-hmm. first year in Brooklyn. Uh, but everybody knew. A.D., LeBron, all right, the Lakers going to win. Okay. Um, you know, but the but the last two, the last two years? This, include like K- this year and last year, right? K- yeah, yeah. This year and last year, mm-hmm. KD done had Kyrie. KD done had Kyrie and Harden. They still lost. KD had Kyrie this year. KD had KD also had Bitch Simmons. They still lost. Rio so, what's his first name again? Huh? What's his first name again? Who? Kyrie. <laughs> No. What are you talking about? Simmons. Oh yeah, Kia K- KD had uh he had Kyrie and Bitch Simmons. <laughs> he had Kyrie and Bitch Simmons, and and they still lost first round. Lost first round. You feel me? 
So, so yeah, I look. So boy, you stupid. You know, so like it hasn't been a foregone conclusion. I think you know. Also, you know, since Chris Ball been in uh, been in Phoenix since last year, we've seen the emergence of uh, Devin Booker. We've seen how great Aiton can be. Um, you know what I'm saying? When he got the right leadership behind him. Um, he always look like he crying though. Give us. He do. He do. He got. He got um, permanent crybaby face. And, and and we've literally watched Ja Morant excel to heights over the last two years. So like we knew he was gonna get here, but like not this quick. So like you know, with all all of these got, things, but I got an argument with somebody about this point. I'm about the question I'm about to ask you. But yeah, so so and, like and all, believe, all the things all them things put together has made the postseason for the last two years, this year and last year, better than previous ones. Because there's no foregone conclusion. We don't know who coming out the East. We don't know who coming out the West at all. You know what I'm saying? Preach. Because the way I'm looking at this right now, someone John Morant, right? Mm -hmm. And I actually got in a discussion with somebody about this at work. And I said, I believe the impact that John Morant has had right now playing in the LeBron era is leaving a way bigger size crater than the one Iverson left after playing in the Jordan era because what Morant is doing is on another level as far as that small gutsy guard kind of thing, no best pound for pound guy. So this is not the LeBron era no more. Hot take. No, but think about the point in which it was like, in their careers. Iverson came in, it was like 96. That was the legit tail end of Jordan. No, oh, yeah, the tail, tail end, yeah. Tail so, end of Jordan, yeah. Let's take a good look at 2022. This is mm-hmm. the tail end of LeBron James. So he's okay, coming in okay. like, you know, oh, at yeah, the okay. same point. Okay, I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I thought you were talking about like who who the era belongs to, and the era right now belongs. It belongs to Giannis. Giannis I think that's yeah. I think that's the only difference. This right now, like like I I personally think LeBron James is the best player in the game, but Giannis right now got the proof behind his back. Like like it's it's Giannis's era right now. He that man Giannis standing there out rebounded Phoenix by himself last yeah, year he, in the finals. He, yeah, he owns he owns this era. The difference is. In '96, Jordan was still top dog. Like <laughs> Jordan was still top dog. With well, then a lot of that, and then, you know, actually, I heard this on um, one comment by Isaiah Thomas, which I know. Please I know, stop. Please, I know. just please, listen. But it, it makes sense. Stop. Just listen, because it actually made sense. People say that you know Jordan had to beat Bird and Magic and all of them like that, and he has a point. That wasn't the people. Those weren't the people that Jordan beat. Like in his playoff runs. That no. Laker team got there, but they got there and were missing two of their key guys. So that series was what it was. But the guys he beat, he beat the Ewings, the Barclays, the Drexlers, the Reggie Millers. I will I will argue I will argue that, that I will who, argue Yeah, I will argue that he beat he I will argue against those guys, but he never beat Bird. I would I would argue that Jordan played against better teams. I, I would make the argument. I'm not saying that I will win or it's definitive. I'm saying that I'll make the argument. For example, for example, look, look, look. Mm-hmm. look just, I'm, 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 I'm hearing you out. I'm hearing you if, out. If you feel me on this, right? So, like, mm-hmm. would you take 
Drexler, uh, would you take Drexler, Elijah Charles Barkley, and Kenny Smith, or would you take Bird, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, and Danny Ainge? Me, I would I would take Elijah Barkley, Drexler, and Kenny Smith, and Robert Ory. I would. Well, Barkley didn't play on those teams. Well, right, bro. Yeah, Barkley didn't play on the Robert Ory on a Robert Ory and Kenny Smith team, but he played with Drexler and Elijah Wan. All right, so we're talking in the 80s, right, yep. for the other side. Yep. So you had the Philadelphia 76ers of that era, the Boston Celtics, mm-hmm. the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. And I believe in that decade alone, in the 80s alone, there were three teams in the East that represented them in the finals. In the West... My G, it was two for a full decade. It was Houston and L.A. Here are your matchups. L.A. Philly, L.A. wins. Houston, Boston. Boston wins. L.A. Philly, L.A. wins. L.A. Philly, Philly wins. L.A. Boston, Boston wins. L.A. Boston, L.A. wins. Houston, Boston. Boston wins. L.A., Boston. All right, yeah, we get it. L.A. and Boston. L.A., LA, Detroit. L.A. wins. L.A., Detroit. Detroit wins. And then it gets even better because in 90. How many rings? How many many rings? Bad Boys, uh, Bad Boys Pistons got two. Two. Okay. Would you take Bad Boy Pistons or would you take Hakeem the Dream with Clyde and Barkley? Such a difficult answer, honestly, because what the Pistons do, because what the Pistons have is what Houston didn't, and what Houston has. As a matter of fact, take 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 the Barkley team off. Would you would you take the Bad Boy Pistons or would you take the Houston Rockets of uh of uh nineteen ninety five? They both both teams got rings. Who got who got the better who got the better player? You could say Isaiah Thomas because he's more skilled, but that's because he's a smaller dude. Dude, no, no, no. There was no post player more skilled than Hakeem Olajuwon. Exactly. I don't care who you're, you're, you go against. You're, you're proving my point. The you're man, pro- da- the man danced with. You're, he danced with you, and that was probably the best big man matchup in NBA Finals history. So, I don't want to hear no one else give listen, me Bill listen. Russell versus um Kareem. No, no, I'm sorry, Bill Russell versus um. I came at no, the tall nigga, Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. You're proving my that point. That tall nigga, like all centers ain't tall. But no, you're, you're proving my point, though. Mm-hmm. Like, most people would say that Isaiah Thomas was more skilled because he's the little guy. And mm-hmm. historically, little dudes are the more skillful dudes. Am I willing to say that Isaiah Thomas was more skillful than Hakeem? I don't know. Kareem got the sky hook. Hakeem got the dream shake. What move Isaiah Thomas got? I saw him dance on his ankle when he played against who was it? Was it Boston? So 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 hold up. So so look. So look. he played on that bum ankle. I think so it was look, Boston. So so you just went through the whole '80s and laid out all of the teams that you know that jo- that you know because Jordan didn't beat these teams in the '80s. Still young, still young, still coming. Didn't really had didn't really have. I'm just I'm just saying people when it comes to the whole Jordan debate. They always kind of throw him in that era. That wasn't him. 
No, that was not him. That's that that's like him. it's like throwing LeBron in the Kobe T Mac look Iverson era just because I'll they played the league at the same point. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. That's, who, what, that's how that happens, and those guys played in two different eras. I'll mm-hmm. tell you. I'll tell you who Jordan beat. I'll tell you. I'll, if anybody, if anybody asking, I'll tell you who Jordan beat. Jordan beat Ewing, the motherfucking Knicks. Then see the Knicks and the Bad Boy Pistons are equivalent to me. Hmm. I know the Knicks ain't got no rings, but that's because mm-hmm. of Jordan. But the Knicks, the way Anthony Mason and Larry Johnson used to fight and all that shit, yeah, yeah, and John Starks, yeah, the Knicks. John Starks is mad because Biggie was smashing his wife, but he had Jesus other problems. Christ, <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, like Jordan that man beat. had issues. He took the court, bro. He acting like Scottie Pippen right now. So look, jo- Jordan beat the Knicks. Future and his flip flops. Jordan Jordan beat um, Dominique. Human highlight reel. Mm-hmm. He should have went to UNC too with that punk ran to Georgia. He yeah he he beat Dominique. Uh, <laughs> Jordan beat um Pat Riley's boys in that one finals year. No 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 no. What by me? No um shit Charlotte. Oh wait, he called Charlotte. 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 No, I said Pat Ewing's boy. I mean, Pat, I said Pat Riley's boy. I talk about Alonzo Mourning. I couldn't think his name. Oh, Alonzo okay. Mourning. Alonzo Mourning. Alonzo Mourning was in Charlotte. Um, that's right. It was him and Larry Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Larry um, Johnson, Muggsy Bogues. Yeah. And they drafted Glenn Rice. No, wait, did they draft Glenn Rice? Or Glenn, no, Glenn Rice came there in the Miami trade. Jordan beat them. Jordan beat Jordan beat Milwaukee with Craig Elo and the boys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um. Cleveland was supposed to be the team of the '90s, and it and, just died. And look at the West. Look at the West teams that Jordan beat. The Lakers. He beat the Lakers with Magic. I don't care what they say. I know the '90s won Magic era, but but they had that. Damn, they had Magic. So he beat Magic. And I think when he played Magic, it ain't like Magic was old. Magic was like 31, 32. Magic also because Magic came out as a sophomore. I think so. Let me let me. I think Magic. Um, let me see how old. I'm looking it up right now. Keep going. Yeah. Um. So, Magic Johnson was 36 in 1996. So in 1991, yeah, he was 31. 32, 32, 31, 32 years old. Yeah, he won old. He won old. At the time, at the time that Magic Johnson, when when Magic Johnson started losing to Jordan. Him and Jordan was around the same damn age. Hmm. Magic Johnson was like 32. Jordan was like started winning at 30. You follow me? I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? So like they beat so the Bulls, we beat uh Magic and the Boys. We beat Portland and the Boys. Um, who was the third ring against? Um, was Phoenix. it Seattle? Seattle was Phoenix. it Phoenix? Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah, we beat um, L.A., Portland, Phoenix. Yeah. L.A., Portland, um, Phoenix. Seattle, then, and then two Seattle. Utah. Then two times against Utah. Look at all of the Hall of Famers on that team. 
in the 80s, it was just repetitive. Lakers, Boston, Lakers, Boston, Lakers, Boston, Laysen, Pistons, Lakers, Boston, Lakers, Boston, Lakers, Lakers Pistons. Pistons. But like you can't. <laughs> but you get you get what I'm saying, like Laysen's Pistons, like the variety one there. So I don't care. I don't care that Jordan ain't beat nobody in the damn 80s, man. Fuck Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas just biased. Like that's all. That's all it boiled down to. Yeah, I mean, I I looked at his argument from a different standpoint. I'm not saying that he ain't a hater. I think we all kind of know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was hating the fact that, and we heard about that during the Bad Boys um documentary. But that's a different subject for a different day. Um, so kind of you know switching gears here, you know, going from playoff to off season because that's typically what happens afterwards. So I figured we can cover someone's off season after I know, we talk about I know, someone's post season. I know where the I know where the fuck you. We going. are going to the one thing that Cowboy fans should hate worse than a playoff berth with a home field advantage. I, I know I know where you. We're going. going to the NFL draft, ladies and gentlemen. Well, at timeout before before you come for the squad. Timeout. The Cowboys in the last decade, we are the best drafting team. Let's get that correct. Will McClay and Stephen Jones. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with Stephen Jones at all. I'm not. A, I'm not a Stephen Jones fan. I can't stand him to be honest. But as far as drafting, our track record over the last decade has been amazing. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. We are the best drafting team of the last decade. But proceed, continue to introduce the draft. All right. Now, so we talked about the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And I told you before we even did our first show mm-hmm. that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to select Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. You want to know how I knew we were going to take Kenny Pickett? Yeah, because uh, your, starting, your starting quarterback tragically died. That we were gonna pick him anyway. I still had him on the board going off in the first round because I looked at Kenny Pickett this year. You know, I watch ACC football, regardless of how hard it is to watch a game that ends 54-56. It hurts my it hurts my fucking heart because Florida State was the only thing making the conference watchable for at least the last 30 years, and now we suck. Hey, look, your little Longhorns ain't doing too much damn better, so chill out with that. We ain't, but y'all just now becoming y'all just now becoming relevant. Y'all still blew that lead. I'm I'm still shocked by that. How the hell y'all lose to Oklahoma? Let's talk about that later. Let's talk about that later. Let's talk about that later. I don't even know the last time y'all even beat Oklahoma. And I know your boy giving you a lot of hell for that with him being a Sooner fan, but that's besides the point. A little bit. A little bit. Now, I told you we were gonna pick pick it. Mm-hmm. What I saw out of Pickett this season was a guy who played and understood what he needed to do to be a game manager who can become a gunslinger, which is exactly what we did with Big Ben. When I went back and I rewatched that Pitt versus Notre Dame game, Notre Dame's defense to that point was playing really, really good football. Really, really good football. Kenny Pickett said, excuse me, I'm putting my meat on the table. And he did that. He showed up and legit, like I said earlier, he put, he put his meat on the table and said, excuse me, here's what we're having for dinner. Like, he did that. Okay. You got that kind of bravado. You need that if you're going to win in Pittsburgh. 
Because I can mm-hmm. honestly say Pittsburgh is one of the few places where if they win the Super Bowl, it's not 100% because of the quarterback. It's more so. The only way we're really going to do that is if the quarterback is around 40 to 45% of the reason why we do it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so, you, so you like the class? I love that class. My favorite pick by far, wide receiver out of Georgia. Boy, got burners. I, and you already know, if anyone knows you're a good wide receiver, it's them damn Pittsburgh Steelers. Because we don't miss at that position. We don't. It's been a swing and a hit damn near every single time we spend a high pick on a wide receiver. And this is dating back to the 90s when we drafted Ward. Then got Burris. And then I think the only high wide receiver draft pick that didn't pan out, and this really pissed me off, was Lyman Sneed. It's like he ain't even important to remember his name. All I know is he was a wide receiver from Texas who was big as shit and couldn't catch a cold. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett is, uh, you know, I, Kenny Pickett is, uh, um, I think he has potential. I think he can be, I think at at his best, he can be a Justin Herbert. Having said that, uh, I don't think he's going to reach his <laughs> uh, full potential. Um I'm not a I'm not a believer in none of the quarterbacks in this draft. Honestly, um, this quarterback this quarterback class was weak. Like, like if you take the quarterbacks who were drafted last year and mix them with the quarterback class that was drafted this year, if they were all in one draft class, Kenny Pickett at best is the seventh best quarterback. Yeah, you're not gonna give me to argue at that point. So, but so I will say, as far as what was available and what Pittsburgh needed, did we need to go running back? No. Did we need to take a wide receiver there? No. Did we need to take a corner? There wasn't one left at that value. What could we have done at safety? There wasn't one there for that kind of value. So what you so what might you have do? Gone, so, might have gone O line, but at that point, you know how deep O line is. So, so what you up, so so what you, you do? What you need. So what you do is you trade what you do is you trade back because I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Kenny Pickett will not start. Mitchell Trubisky will be you guys' starter. I promise you. That's written in stone. Your, Pittsburgh your, Steelers don't start rookies unless you absolutely your, have to. Your round one pick, your round one pick, it by, in my in my opinion, your round one pick should be a plug and play starter. Period. If he needs to rest, if he needs to rest because of injury, if he needs to red shirt to learn behind a quarterback, round two, round two. Um. So I. I so, you know, I'm not gonna I say mean, Kenny. I'm not gonna say Kenny Pickett. We did what? that same thing with Big Ben. He was not the day one starter. Ben Ben Big Ben also wasn't predicted to be that great. Same no, thing with Kenny Pickett. N- nobody. He's not, no. He's no. Not no. Proje- he's not projected to be a franchise savior by any stretch. Kenny Pickett was regarded as the best quarterback of the class. Ben Roethlisberger was not regarded. Now he ended up probably being the best quarterback of the class, but he oh, you was, know, probably he was the but, best quarterback. In that but class. but he was not projected to be the best quarterback of that class. Kenny Pickett is. The com- complete completely different circumstances. But having said that, I don't I I don't think it was a reach. I mean. A quarterback didn't get picked for 19 damn picks. I don't think it was a reach. 
Um, I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be elite. Um, George Pickens, cool. You know, all right, whatever. Um, no, I'm, and I'm looking I, at your the, Cowboy the, picks. And the best, the best pick. It was just depth. The best, the best pick that the Steelers made. The best one, Connor Hayward from Michigan State. That was the oh, yeah. best one. That was the best, the best pick y'all made. Um, all right. So I guess, I guess you want to talk about my Cowboys. What'd you, what'd you say? Yeah, I'm looking at y'all draft class, and mm-hmm. honestly, given how y'all were this year, I can't say where y'all needed help because there was nowhere where you could offensive say line. we really needed that. Offensive yeah, line. yeah, okay, offensive yeah. Offensive line, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. No, no, offensive I line. Mean, outside of Michael Parsons, who? We got Jabril Cox. Are you serious? Did you forget what he did at LSU? Jabril Cox? Are you are you serious? Jabril, the, th- the reason why you don't remember who Jabril Cox is is because last year he didn't play. Last year his stock his his draft stock dropped because he was coming off of a, off of ACL surgery. So we didn't play him at all last year. Jabril Cox? I said I still got to see it. Because we've said so, the same thing about many players so, before so, we've seen him on the field. So okay. I'm not taking him away, okay. but I'm not putting him in the equation. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Hold on. So LSU won the national championship, what was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. And how much of that would you say was Joe Burrow? The how whole, much of that, how whole, much of that would you say was Jamar Chase? There was a no, lot of things that went no, into that. That was a great no, team. No, 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 no. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. LSU's defense, the defense was led by Jabril Cox and Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen, the linebacker that the Ravens ended up drafting. We got Jabril Cox. So, Jabril Cox, so we got Parsons, Jabril Cox, Leighton Van Esch. Now, I don't like Leighton Van Esch. But he got speed. He is fast as hell. The thing is, he be getting neck stingers, and every time he tackle, you don't know if he gonna need to be stretched off the damn field or not. Um, you know, but linebacker was not the biggest need. The biggest need was offensive line. The problem, the problem with the Cowboys is they reached for offensive lineman. Tyler Smith. I don't try to kick out I, I look. He's a kid. He's a kid. He what 20, 20, He just turned twenty one years old. I'm thirty two. I'm not about to kick a man down. But I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. The man led the NCAA in holding penalties. And that was kind of y'all problem this year. So. And that was our problem with Connor Williams. And he now he's supposed to replace Connor Williams. He led the NCAA in holding penalties. Number one. Number two. You could have gotten him in the second round. Number three, the best center in the draft was on the board. Tyler Linderbaum, who got picked by the Ravens the very next pick. I don't really know what to make of them either. Who, Linderbaum? No, no, no. The Ravens in general, I don't know what to make of them. I don't know what they're building toward. I honestly don't. The Ravens building around Lamar Jackson. They got they got to get rid of get rid. Of, they had to get rid of Hollywood because Hollywood didn't want to be there, and because Lamar need that money. Uh, you know, I don't think 
I don't think Baltimore's going to be able to beat Cincinnati. I don't think they can put up enough points. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just no. don't think they can. I, I seriously, you know, it's one of those things like how I talked about how I believe that L.A. was going to the reason why L.A. was going to be um was going to be um Cincinnati was because I said that I believe L.A.'s offense can do more against Cincy's D than what Cincy's um offense could have done against L.A.'s D. That's just how that pretty much went. I see that same exact problem happening for so, the Ravens. I see the Ravens offense not being able to score on the Bengals defense as much as the Bengals offense can score on the Ravens defense. Because keep this in mind, that same Ravens defense let my Pittsburgh Steelers walk down that field and win a game we should have lost. So, so. And we sucked last year. So, um, all right, let me, let me wrap up this Cowboy stuff, right? So, second, so I felt, I, I didn't like the Tyler Smith pick. I'm not saying that he won't be good. I, I just didn't like it. Um, he, he may be everything that Steven and Jerry Jones and Will McClay think he's going to be. And they got better knowledge than me. Unfortunately, I have to live with their decisions as a fan, whatever. Um, second round pick, we drafted Sam Williams. Um, we drafted Sam Williams uh, out of Ole Miss. That man was that man is just as good as Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, Travon Walker. Look at his numbers. The reason why he dropped is because you know we we take we take risk in the second round. He dropped because of personal issues. He had some he had some. Uh, abuse violations so people was concerned about his character but they got cleared so hey long as he don't do this shit again because we need him on the field whatever um you know uh jalen jalen tolbert now oh about about sam williams i'm not saying i'm insensitive about what he did i'm saying for the sake of football i need him to play Mm -hmm. so i i don't like i don't i don't need him being involved in that shit but uh, my favorite pick was Jalen Tolbert, the wide receiver out of a small school, South Alabama. That man got burners. If you looked at, if you looked at him at the Senior Bowl when, uh, when all of the seniors played, he burned every corner that lined up across him. Like burned them, mossed them, scored on them. He did it all. So Jalen Tolbert was my favorite. Was my favorite wide receiver. Um, you know, uh, that was my favorite wide receiver for that value. Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. I heard that he is. I heard that uh, he is a tight end who can block, which is what we need. Wisconsin always puts out good personnel that knows how to block on the line. So I'm happy about that pick. As as he can um, Matt Matt of Let's Go. That's supposed to be. He's supposed to be cons- uh, competing for the swing tackle position. Um, we'll see how that works. I'm not really excited about that. Deron Bland, I heard, I heard that uh, he's one of those Dan Quinn prodigies. He's he's a six-two corner, like 193 pounds, the the prototype cornerback that Dan Quinn likes that can pick off that can, can pick off passes. Got good instinct, ball skills, all that stuff. Boom. Uh, Damone Clark, another linebacker from LSU who would have got picked in the second round. Reason why he didn't. Is because he had a um he had a I think it's a, a he had a spinal fusion surgery, um for a disc in his back. Yeah, spinal fusion for, uh, after a herniated disc that was found at the combine. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so and so 
because he got because he had that surgery and he's probably not going to play this upcoming season. We drafted Devin Harper out of Oklahoma State. Um, underrated, underrated guy. I would know because I'm a Texas fan and we're in the same damn uh, conference. Um, mm-hmm. John Ridgeway, uh, he's supposed to be like this, this nasty, this nasty. Uh, I think it's a three tech. I think it's a three tech, maybe a one tech. But anyway, he's supposed to be this nasty def- uh, nose tackle that that sit in the middle can take bodies. So like outside of the first round pick, I don't really have a problem with nothing else. It's just that first round pick rubbed me the wrong way. I felt like we should have drafted Tyler Linderbaum. You know what? I can I can rock with you on that. Because I was taking a look, like I said, at my Steelers. And I look at things we need. We don't have that locked in at QB, so you understand round one pick. But everything else pretty much locked in. So we went and got deeper. Mm-hmm. We got George Pickens at wide receiver. Round three, we picked the Marvin Neal D lineman out of A and M. We need someone who's gonna have to play opposite OJJ. Someone else who commands or who can command that extra lineman, that extra blocker. And on top of that, Cam Hayward ain't getting no younger. He ain't getting no younger. You gotta find this guy. That's facts. You know, and we still don't know whether we're going to be able to keep on Stefan to it as well because you got to pay that man too. Mm-hmm. You know, Stefan to it, one of the better uh, linemen in the league. So, you know, you got to find a way to get that man paid. And then we went and got Calvin Austin, the wide receiver of Memphis, similar to kind of guys who that's what the Steelers want. I don't necessarily agree with it, but it is what it is. Then we got Connor Hayward. One of those guys who can play two positions. He can tote the ball for us, and he can play at tight end out mm-hmm. of Michigan State. Uh, so you know he know what he's doing when it comes down to being a physical ball player because all that conference believe in is running, yeehaw, shoot guns. I believe in my rods. That's pretty much the conference he played in. So that is what that is. And then, of course, we got um, Mark, William, Mark Robinson, I'm sorry, linebacker Ole Miss, because who don't need a – Another linebacker. You need a bunch. The boys is nothing but million dollar heat seeking missiles. You blow one up, you put another one out there. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what linebacker position is at this point. You tell me, you tell me where I'm wrong. Name the last team with legit like yo, they got that linebacker core and they won a Super Bowl. No, I get you. I get that's you. That's not, not been the anchor of anyone's defense. It's either you got a bomb ass secondary. Or your D-line is just like that. I ain't so, never heard no one say, so, yo, who, I don't want to play that team. Their linebackers are sick. So, so who you think who you think won the whole draft? If we can include trades, I'm going Philly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that was my pick. Philly won. Philly won the draft. I'm not even talking. Fuck A.J. Brown move. Down. The A.J. Brown move is a big deal. I'm not saying it's not... But but yeah, just strictly drafting. Period. Philly. Oh, Philly came up. Philly is about to. Philly is about to give the NFC East some comp. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I believe Philly was better than they were last year. Uh, I didn't I, see them sucking that hard. Uh, I mean, I don't. Philly. I mean, because we're talking what Jordan Davis, Cam Jurgens, Nicobe Dean, um. Oh, what was the rest of that dang on draft? They got 
They had a crazy haul. You, you don't even need to say the rest. Them three, them three alone. Them three alone, yo. And here's what's wild. I believe it gets even better for them, too. Yeah, it gets nuts for them. Like, this past draft, this is what they had. They had picked 15 from Miami, 18 from New Orleans, 51 and 83. You get four picks in the top 100. Yeah, that, that's a that's a uh, the recipe for success. And then you not only you get the top 100, but let's say you get five picks in the first 101 selections. Mm-hmm. That's a different that. That's nuts, man. When you really look at it. Yeah, yeah Philly, Philly absolutely won a draft. They absolutely won the draft. Um, the Giants had a good draft too, getting Kayvon mm-hmm. Thibodeau. Um, the NFC East is coming up. Washington draft sucked. I, their draft <sighs> sucked, and, and I love it. I, I, I love it. What listening to Washington make the picks that make and me laugh at the screen. Oh my God, their picks sucked, sucked. They only made one good pick, and that was the very first one. J- Jahan, Jahan Dawson. You can't. You can't mess up a first round pick when you got to pick that high. You you literally cannot mess it up. But when they you, found ways to do it. Let's, when, let's be honest. Is is the now, now the first round? Jahad Dotson, Jahad Jahad Dotson. He's nice. He had the he had the best hands of the whole receiving class. The best hands of so so Washington got a nice pick in in the first round. Every other pick after that was garbage. Every single one. Like they had not one good pick outside of the first round. And I just laughed. Yeah, because I you know a pick I felt kind of bad for. I ain't feel bad because he don't not nah, because he don't got no O line in front of him, and he's definitely going to see the field. <sighs> Damn, Sam. Oh yeah, Sam Howell. Oh no, nah, he ain't gonna play. He behind Carson Wentz. He ain't gonna play. Well, he'll he'll play after six games. He'll play he'll play week seven because Carson Wentz gonna give you six games, but then he's gonna get hurt. Exactly. Come on now. Why do you think they drafted another quarterback? Let's be serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. They realized they realized Tyler Heineke had a, had one good game, not the keys to your franchise. Yeah. Like they should have yeah. drafted a quarterback last year. I don't know what that front office was smoking, but whatever yeah. it was, I hope it never makes it down to my dealer because I ain't touching that shit. Hey, look, real quick before we before we finish the NFL draft stuff, shout out to Deion Sanders, former Cowboy, um, former Seminole. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out! To, shout out to Deion Sanders, man. He got he got his first Jackson State player drafted in the sixth round. Well, you know what I'm saying? Can't skip past this nugget either. What's up? The first player off the board from HBCU came from the CIAA. Don't get it twisted, my friend. Who you talking about? Kansas City took the corner from Fayetteville State. Oh, you're right. Kansas City did take the corner from Fayetteville State. Yeah. So shout out to the CI. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the CI. It sucked at the And the, the Rams CI. has got a boy get picked up too. All alma mater. Let me let me be very clear. Like one me, of our DBs. Let me be very clear to anybody who's listening who is, who is a part of the CIAA committee. I don't know why y'all decided to do this, but moving CIAA. To Baltimore, Maryland was a fuck. I was a was a it was a shit fuck idea. It it was the it was the it was one of the worst ideas you could have thought of. Moving CIAA to Baltimore, and it was previously in Charlotte. Oh, well, that's that's like moving from Rams Commons to Brown Hall, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
What? Like what? What? You don't move CIAA to you don't move CIAA to DC. You don't move CIAA to Philly. You don't move CIAA to Atlanta. And they could have moved that shit to Raleigh because you still you got like fourteen moved, teams in the state. You moved CIAA to damn Baltimore. They could have put that bitch in Danville, Virginia, for all I care. Baltimore, like, come on. All right, I'm not even gonna rag on Baltimore, man. I'm not even gonna rag on Baltimore, but yeah, it was it was a shitty idea. But shout out to CIAA because uh, Fayetteville State Corner got drafted, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, that's but that's that's all I got for the draft, man. I was yeah, so that was get a draft. I liked what I saw. Um. For the most part, I believe I don't believe that anyone made picks that changes the scope of the league. It has made everyone a little bit better. Um, now, there are some teams that did get astronomically better, but that was because of things that happened outside of just their picks. I believe if it was Philly with just their picks, yes, they had a nice haul, but having A.J. Brown changes everything. Well, but the- what it does do. And this is where I tell people, this is where you know if you got a good quarterback or not. Because now he has two of the league's best 20 receivers. Who? Two of them. Who are we talking about? Up there in Philly right now. You got Devontae Smith. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's talking about Hurts. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Jalen Hurts does not, and I mean this, if he does not, and I don't mean have a good year, he has to have a year that people are expecting him to have. If not, I guarantee you, one of these two things is going to happen. Either he's going to find himself traded, yeah, he's going to find himself fight, or, he, or he's going to find himself in the offseason fighting for that job. Because I'm telling you, Philly right now, the way they're putting that roster together, they're telling this young man, nigga, you better win. Uh, so Jalen Hurts, I think, gonna get traded anyway. Um, and the reason why, and the reason why is because you just you just mentioned it that how this draft class didn't like have any picks to change the league or whatever. It was a weak class overall. Um, but next year's draft class with Spencer with Spencer Rattler and and all of and all of the quarterbacks coming out next year, that class the, the, was the best quarterback classes. In high school history, yeah, I'm I'm telling you now that the class, the draft class for the NFL next year is going to be something special, and I guarantee you, Philly is taking a quarterback regardless of how Hurts plays. So, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So there's there's the draft, people. Now, so we talk sports, and I said there's more sports news going on or anything else. But we are going to touch on games, even if it's for like a little bit, because there's not a ton going on. Now, I game, but this guy right here, <laughs> that guy right there, he be gaming, gaming. Like he knows. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm the I'm the gamer. I'm the gamer. Like, like, like I like I watch, city. like I watch sports. But I watch games too. If I gotta, so I set it up so that I set it up so that like my computer monitor is on my video game. That way I can watch sports on my TV and I can play my game on my monitor. So yeah, I'm the I'm the I'm the gamer man. I got I got I currently got a TV 
and three monitors up here for a laptop and gaming. So, yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the gamer. Yeah, you got me beat on that one. I just got a bunch of consoles in the house. So, but a lot of that's because you know moving and whatnot. So stuff is everywhere. Like yeah, if I showed you. Like it looked like I'm recording in a clean area right now, bro. I'm telling you right now, I got like two inches of room left on this table if I pick my <laughs> phone up. <laughs> yeah, man. So what we got so what we got on the uh on the gaming tip. What are we talking about? All right, so we got coming up here. Um, first topic I want to kind of touch on was the uh, Xbox, but that's the conference. Now you say you got some info about that. <sighs> Ah man, you know Bethesda's my studio now. I'm, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you, man. Um, Xbox is. It's a good. T- it's a great time to be an Xbox gamer right now. Xbox has a lot of great things going on. I'm talking about, and it really started. It really started a year and a half ago when we started purchasing all of these gaming studios and you know the playstation the playstation you know fans or whatever was laughing at xbox xbox hey ha 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 they they can't their studios can't create their own exclusives they gotta buy this they gotta buy that well yeah we bought we bought these studios and now on june 12th xbox and bethesda are holding a game showcase and apparently at this showcase, every Xbox gaming studio is going to have something to present. Every single Xbox gaming studio is going to have something to present. Understand what I'm saying. Every single Xbox game studio is going to have something to present. That's like having a class with good students. I I I I am willing I am willing to I am willing to bet I'm willing to bet that this conference is going to be better than the E3 conference. I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet. Um Do you remember PlayStation didn't even bother with E3. Yeah, so there actually isn't any E3 conference this year. Like usually there's an E3 conference there's no E3 conference this year. So, yeah, June 12th, Microsoft Bethesda hosting the game showcase. Um, I'm going to see if I can, let me see if I can pull the studios, the game studios. Um, So, it's listing, it's listing some of the, some of the games that are currently in development that, that are probably going to be shown. So, there's Forza Motorsport, which everybody knows Forza is Forza, Forza is an Xbox exclusive, but it is the top racing game of all racing games, regardless of whatever platform you want. I don't care what you say. I don't care what your, your argument is. Forza, and it's not even Motorsport. That's the big one. It's Forza Horizon. That's the biggest. That's the big one. Forza Horizon, there is no racing game that can touch it. So their so their their brother their sibling forza motorsport um is in development that could be shown at the um that could be shown at the uh bethesda at the xbox bethesda presentation fable fable is uh is another one legendary game of fable got a lot of fanfare um perfect dark oh that's my game right there perfect dark played on the same engine as um goldeneye 
Hell, Hellblade Two is another one that's in production that that can get shown. Um, let me see if I can. Uh, let me see if I can see if there's any more. Um, we talked about it. We talked about it on another episode. Starfield. Starfield. Um. Yeah, those are all of the games that I think it's listing right now. Um, I know, I know that Sony also hosts their um State of Play, which is like their conference or whatever. Um, you know, I I don't know when State of Play is. I can Google that actually. Let me see Sony State of Play. All I know is this: I never heard anyone who actually went and got a PlayStation exclusive. Say they played that ish with their friend, and I can legit say, "Hey, you trying to play Back for Blood?" Hey, hey, yeah, yeah. Um, so state, so state of play isn't gonna happen. Um, isn't gonna happen again until next year. But they're saying that like at state of play next year, um, God of War Ragnarok could be shown. Um, you know, um, so I'm waiting long as hell for that game. Yeah, so we've been with so for, for Sony, you've been waiting on uh for Sony you've been waiting on God of War and you've been waiting on Breath of the Wild. Um let me see. Well, that's Nintendo, but I get you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I for, I man, I be forgetting Zelda is yeah. Um yeah. Zelda is Nintendo. So if you Nintendo, you've been waiting on um on Breath of the Wild too. P- PlayStation, you um been waiting on God of War Ragnarok. Um and if you are an Elder Scrolls fan, we've been waiting on six for 12, 13 years. During the 13 years. Me, I am patiently waiting. I am, I'm, first of all, I'm hoping June 12th at this conference for Xbox, Stalker 2 gets uh, gets a showing because we're getting closer and closer and closer mm-hmm. to Stalker 2. Yo, actually, so another close. one that people should be looking out for how about that new State of Decay? State of Decay, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. I I got State of Decay two a few years ago because my girl, actually, I don't know, she had like a friend or something that played the first one, but she mm-hmm. told me that, like she said she saw gameplay of the first one, she liked it, so she told me to go ahead and play. So I downloaded it, went to work, came back, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna indulge. <laughs> and I'm and I'm gonna start this game, Bruh, I never have so much fun playing a zombie survival game than I have ever had playing hate. Like until then, the closest thing you could tell me about zombies was Left 4 Dead, and that was just a shooter. That was just a, a run around shooter, just Duke Nukem basically. Duke Nukem with zombies. That's all that was, but. Yeah, that um, game it took strategy. There was different types of zombies. You also had to fight humans. It was like The Walking Dead without the politics. So, and then the um, new one I heard the animals can actually get you sick. So with so with Stalker Two, with Stalker Two, um, the 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 so if you go to Stalker Two site, it's saying that um, the game will be available. December eighth, um, you can actually pre-order it now. Every anybody who knows me and knows about 
my gaming lifestyle knows that Stalker 2 is a game that I have been, um, I guess, hyping up, for lack of a better term, um, because I'm expecting greatness from it. The same way, the same way that everybody, remember everybody was hyping up, um, what is it, Cyberpunk 2077? Remember everybody was hyping it up? Oh, yeah. And, and then and then it flopped when it released. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm not expecting. I'm not expecting that to be um, Stalker Two. I'm really not. Um, I think. I think it's gonna hit the ground running. Um, I think. I think it's gonna be really, really great. Um, and from what I understand, Stalker Two is supposed to be getting to Xbox Game Pass on day number one. Oh, day one. I think it's supposed to be on Game Pass. So, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that. Um, you know that stalker 2 gets a showing at this at this uh you know but does the xbox showcase i'm excited about it i know i know i'm gonna tune in we probably gonna watch it together hell we might we might even record a surprise episode for that oh hell yeah yeah we might even record a surprise episode for that so nah man so yeah it's a lot of it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff going on right now it's just good to be an xbox fan i mean we got we got upgraded chips that i know you about to talk about you know, so we, yeah, got, we got buddy. upgraded chips and all that. Like, it's just a good time to be. It's just a good time to be Xbox, man. It really is, man. Like, there, there are a few times where I can say, you know what? I'm happy with my life. <laughs> and to keep it 100% with you, I am extremely happy with my life right now. Hey, I, look, look, I'm happy for you, man. Like, yo, protect your peace. I will, so I'll never buy another Sony-made material ever again. So <laughs> I knew that's where you was going. And you know what? Here's the reason why. And I talked about this with you before we started recording. Yeah. The reason why you rock with Xbox, and I believe that everyone should rock with Xbox, mm-hmm. is because they are the one company right now, gaming company, that hasn't, maybe outside of Nintendo, because they had to reinvent themselves, but they never rested on their laurels as far as to what they wanted to do. The first Xbox, extremely powerful for what it was actually asked to do. Mm-hmm. The Xbox 360, the best gaming console for sports that there ever was. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One, mm-hmm. the pinnacle of home entertainment. If you uh, wanted to stream because of its ease of use for various different things, like if you wanted to stream from it, you could stream. I never used it for streaming, but you could stream from it. Um, I, I live in a spectrum area. The app works on the Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can legit save myself at the at that point. I think it was like eight bucks for a cable box. I save myself eight bucks a month off my cable bill because of my Xbox. And then on top of that. Also, the games that it had were incredible. But the most important thing was how fast the system itself actually did things. And I realized it when one year I'm playing with my uh, some of my homeboys and they had PlayStation and they had 2K. So I downloaded it. It was 2K19. Downloaded it on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Played it twice. And wanted to shoot myself in the face. I hated how that game played on PlayStation. Hated it. 
It so, felt so slow. It felt so, so slow. So so here's so so I guess the reason, I guess why I'm a Xbox guy. Wow, Clay Thompson airballed the three. But the reason won't be the last time. Um but the reason why I'm an Xbox guy really stems um you know, and, and, the, and this has nothing. I, I like. I'm not an Xbox guy because I hate PlayStation and I'm like that. Like that's not a thing. I don't hate PlayStation, but, um, like, so, I am a I am a big fan of Sega Dreamcast. I think mm-hmm. Sega I think Sega Dreamcast is the greatest console ever made. That and the Nintendo 64. I think those two consoles were ahead of its time. To me, the Xbox. To me, the Xbox was a continuation when it first came out. The very first Xbox, it was a continuation of the Sega Dreamcast. Um, I, I think I told you this story. I think I told you this story before. Like um, when Sega, when Sega Dreamcast was um, was being discontinued and all of that, and Microsoft was releasing um, the Xbox, and it was all of these stories and rumors. In the 2K franchise. Was supposed to be, gonna go to Xbox. Yeah, it was supposed to be an Xbox exclusive. Um, you know, and the reason why and, and the reason why it was, you know, it was it was always talked about how like Xbox was better for sports games, where PlayStation was better for like your fighting adventure action type games. Well, me, I'm a sports guy, but before anything else, I'm a sports guy. I love my sports, and when I game. I'm primarily gaming sports. Like I'm gaming 2K, I'm gaming Madden, I'm gaming FIFA. You know what I'm saying? Those three come first, and then all of my other games come. You know what I'm saying? So I always, so I always put Xbox ahead of um, ahead of Sony since then because you know I'm a sports guy. Sports games naturally played better on Xbox from the jump. I think now it might be a little even. I don't know. I haven't played the PS5, um, but. Xbox started out as like the better console for sports. Xbox also, you know, was supposed to be the um they had the torch passed to them from Dreamcast. So, you know, it just made sense it just made sense to me. Um but it, it, I don't I don't hate I don't hate PlayStation, you know. Yeah. So, kind of get into it. Um when new systems come out, right? What's one of the first questions people ask about it? Like literally like just commenters, what's the first question to ask? <laughs> which one is better? Outside of which one is better, what's like the second one? Um, specs. Nah, average people. Average people. Oh, see, for me it would be specs. Yeah. Uh, average people. Average. See, now it's a little different. I mean, you they now typically ask, you know, how much it costs, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's so, well. So with yeah, the chip guess. production, this is why this is so big, right? You're a mom or a dad. Mm-hmm. Christmas is coming up. Yeah. You finally got enough money to buy your kid the new system. And both of them cost $600 right now. Here's how important this new chip is for Microsoft. Not only, okay, not only is the new chip claimed to be smaller, more power efficient, which means lower light bill for mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. It also could lead, in the most important part, to a lower cost of production. 
a lower cost of production means a lower cost at the shelves. A lower cost at the shelves means more flying off the shelves. If I got six hundred bucks, but yours is now five thirty, I can spend the five thirty, keep the seventy, and go grocery shopping with that seventy. Or I could put that seventy back in my wallet. Or I can do put it in a gas tank. Or you know put it in my belly because you know daddy got to eat when the kid ain't in the car because he be reaching for your fries and stuff. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of things that I know with that extra seventy I can do. That mm-hmm. is gonna be that's important. Yes, no, so that's and, and the part that makes it even better is that this is Xbox showing that they're not gonna rest on the fact that they made good purchases, good buys, set themselves up for good. No, they're like, okay, yeah, we set it up. We looking real good right now. You know how to make yourself look better? Put a motherfucking tie on. That chip is the tie. Like like you pulling so, it off, you pulling it off like, you know, you got the you, know, you got the light shirt on, you know, you got your your best suit, you know, it's trimmed up, it's cut real nice, you know, you got just a little bit of your shirt showing right here, then you know, you wear your daddy's cufflinks, you know, cause he passed them down to you, that family heirloom kind of things going on. You got the smell good on, you know, that cool water cologne or whatever it is you wanna wear. But for some reason, you're thinking I look damn good right now. That's so, the Xbox at $600. What this chip is, is someone handing you an Armani tie saying, hey, yo, hit that top button real quick and put this on. So so this is this is my thing with the chip, right? So, you know, the new so the new chip that's going to that's gonna be in the um, Series X uh, in the new, I guess, like in the new in the Series X, like as as the new ones are being made or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's more it's more power efficient, smaller, all that good stuff, which is great. I'm not even gonna lie; it's a, I'm I'm a bit surprised hearing that news because, like, just being honest, just being a hundred. Microsoft, Microsoft, as far as the Xbox is concerned, has has not had the best track record as far as listening to their customers. That is extremely so, true. And, and and PlayStation actually has the opposite, where you know PlayStation, um, they, well, they they actually they actually listen they actually listen to their customers or whatever. But well, question: the, How much is that them actually listening versus their customers not demanding as much? I mean, I mean, you can you can make that argument, but the point but the point is, I'm surprised that like I'm surprised that this news came out because. Typically, this something like this happens when customers ask for it, or you know, customers are complaining. A hey, power bill's too high, all this other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Here's the plot twist: Xbox still did not listen to the customers. They just took the initiative to make their their good product better. And there that's, is a separation that's, right that's, there. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy. They X, Microsoft never does that. Microsoft, really don't. Microsoft never does that. I mean, like, how many, how many, how many people you know still prefer Windows Seven over over Windows Eleven? Like, my, Microsoft never, never, like, just goes above and beyond for the customer on its own. That's not their track record. So, that is extremely true. So I, I so I, I mean I I'm happy that they're doing this. Um, you know now, 
here here's the problem that I have with the PlayStation folks, because the PlayStation folks are gonna read the article and they're gonna say, Yeah, but it doesn't equal but none of that equals better performance. And it's like, yo. <laughs> it's it's like it's uh-huh. like it, it, it's like I mean I'm currently scrounging around my kitchen right now looking for something to eat and that part made no sense at all to me because because at, see at what point because, did any of that matter though because I mean, see no 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 because it's relevant because see when for the people who believe that there's still a console war going on when I make a when, when I make a statement when I make a statement this is Xbox is better than PlayStation. Their response and, and I and I go down the specs. Mm-hmm. Their res- their response is, well, yeah, it has better specs, but there's there are no games that can push the, that can push those specs to those limits. And it's Have like they not. Realize what the Bethesda studio was able to do with the Xbox 360. And to me, Fallout 3. Do you imagine what they're going to be able to do with Ted 6? To to me, to me, it's like I don't care if the studios, I don't care if the studios have the wherewithal to use the specs to use the specs at their highest capacity. The fact that it has higher capacity specs makes it better. So mm-hmm. that so 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 taking that logic with this chip, it's like it's like play, NBA, if, if PlayStation, it's like NBA and if PlayStation. Hold on, hold on. It's like if it's like if if PlayStation folks come look at this news and say, "Yeah, but it doesn't improve performance." It's like okay, it doesn't improve performance. So what? It's still a better spec. It's a better spec. Yeah, you know. Um. So. Yeah, you know, and that's kind of like how the NBA and coaching is like, yeah, man, you know, you know, they got this team and everything, you know, but, you know, you no, know, their team, you know, they ain't got, they ain't got, they ain't got Greg Popovich, but they ain't got that coach. Like, man, they still got two of the best players in the NBA. Like, what you talking about, bro? Ain't nothing about that. Yeah. You know how many trash ass coaches have rings right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. I'll put you like this Rudy Tom Jonovich is not a great coach. He had Rudy, he teams. sucked. He had great teams. You know who a great coach is? Who that? Who gets no love? Like no one talks about how good of a coach he was. Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies, who just tied the series up one-one. Oh, not just him. He he's coming. He he's definitely doing his thing. He's he's getting the kind of consideration. He should be getting the same kind of consideration that Brad Stevens got. Mm-hmm. Brad Stevens won like two playoff series and everyone jot rolled him right to the damn front office. Uh yeah, I mean, Brad Stevens, you know, he's he's a good coach. I don't think he's great, but he's good. Yeah. Or the same kind of consideration like Billy Donovan would get. Yeah, so so Billy Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, um Or better yet, better yet. Uh, you maybe uh, Scott Brooks. That's exactly what PlayStation fans are. They're Scott Brooks. And I'm gonna tell you why I say that. Yeah, explain that. I don't. I don't get. I don't understand that analogy. Okay. All right. So you remember when uh, Scott Brooks was getting a bunch of credit for um, a lot of the stuff that um, OKC was achieving? Yeah. He 
nigga, you had like the best players in the NBA. Of course you're supposed to win 60 games a season. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Facts. I agree with that. But if but if the reason why you are that guy is because of your actual skill as a coach, then you can take those mediocre ass basketball teams you had in Washington and ride them right to the postseason, especially in the time that he was there um, when the East was weak enough to let teams under 500 in. Yeah, that's how that's how I look at PlayStation people. Yeah, um, I mean it's not all it's not all PlayStation guys. Um, yeah, not all, but just just the ones that get on my damn nerves. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not all PlayStation guys. I look, I ain't I ain't got no PlayStation. I ain't got no PlayStation hate. You know, in, in my yeah. in my in my heart in my heart and nothing like that. But you know, if you ask me which one the better console is, which one I prefer, I definitely tell you Xbox without question, man, without question. Oh, definitely. Now, uh, speaking of things I know you hate, we're mm-hmm. going to play a little game. You know what time it is. Uh, oh, yeah. It's time to play oh, your yeah. favorite game, my friend. Yeah, is he a Hall of Famer? Is he a Hall of Famer? All right. Let's, uh, so let's just to it. introduce this segment on y'all real quick, what I do in this is I take information. Mm-hmm. that I have on a certain athlete. I negate the name, I negate the teams, and I also negate the era depending on sport in which they played. So far, the counterpart of mine has gotten all of his selections correct. Yep, so have. And also, what I do ask at the end of this, I do. he tries to guess the player, but he also has to First, he has to guess that this person is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Just based off the numbers. And then I tell him, of course, if they are or if they aren't. And then we, from there, he tries to figure out who the guy is, more so for bonus points. Mm-hmm. So, my dear friend, are you ready for this one? Uh, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm waiting for you to get up out of the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, I've currently made two of the greatest looking sandwiches you have ever seen in your life, boy. <laughs> Tell you right now, these things right here are gonna smack like Chris Brown at a um award show. Them things right here are gonna smack like Will Smith's fame. I mean, oh my God! Oh my God! <laughs> DVDs, you feel me? That's how I'm gonna do this thing right here. Now I'm gonna get some ice and a sprite. Now, this particular guy mm-hmm. is a basketball player. Basketball player. Let's get it. All right. And he averaged. I, I hear that ice going down. Boy, who you saying? Boy, you know, I'm trying to drink this thing on the iceberg. You feel me? All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. All right. So this particular athlete mm-hmm. had career numbers that follow. All right. Okay. 16.3 points per game. Yep. 3.9 rebounds and 6.7 assists. On 46% shooting from the field, 31% from downtown, Hold and up. 73% from the free throw line. 46% from the field, 37% from three. The 
Th- oh, 31% from th- from three. Okay. And 73% from the free throw line. He also averaged 1.8 steals per game. 1.8 steals per game. All right. How many years ago? Oh, I knew that question was coming. He played in... 18 seasons. 18 seasons. Mm-hmm. 18 seasons. So, let's go through the process of, of elimination. I know it ain't Kobe Bryant because he's too great and he played more than 20, he played more than 18 seasons. It's, mm-hmm. not, it's not Vince Carter because... The numbers could be Vince Carter, but Vince Carter played for 20 seasons. I know it's not LeBron James. Uh, It can't be Kevin Garnett because Kevin Garnett averaged more than four rebounds. Um, What what position did he play? Play guard. He played guard. Mm -hmm. All right, so I know it's not Steve Francis because he last 18 (laughs) years. I think his relationship with Catino Mobley lasted that long, though. Jesus Christ, man. All right, he played guard. Let me see. Um, are there any stats that you left off? Uh, only one, because I forgot about it, but he is an NBA champion. How many times? Uh, he's, barely a, he's barely not a virgin. So he's one time? Mm-hmm. One time NBA champion. Been to the finals multiple times, though. Been to the finals multiple times. So we can eliminate Carl Malone and John Stockton. We could Been eliminate the, that. We can, we can, Carl Malone off points alone. Yep. Uh, we can eliminate Dirk Nowitzki. Because he's a one-time champion. He's a one-time champion, but has not been to more than one finals. He's been to more than one. Dirk? He played the same team twice. Oh, shit, you're right. He played the Heat back-to-back. Back when the Heat cheated and beat them in 06, because I ain't never seen that many foul calls in the game before. Hold up, wait. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He played uh, when, when D-Wade became Flash. When D-Wade mm-hmm. became Flash. Yeah, yeah. That's what Shaq it was. Shaq got that bullshit. Yeah, fourth Shaq, ring. Shaq mm-hmm. got that fourth ring. Yeah. And Shaq was clutching that finals. Shaq was clutching that finals. Wow, he didn't even need to be. The refs um, gave D-Wade 20 points a game with the free throw line. Um, all right. Um, Uh, and they play guard. Yep. During what era? I wish I could say it, but if I did, you know who it is. <laughs> um. You know what? Fuck it. He played the nineties. Oh, you talking about Gary Payton? Told you. You talking about Gary Payton? Now. Here's the, yeah, see, I told you as soon as I say the error, you got it. Now, yeah. those numbers alone, 
I seriously do not believe this, and it hurts me to say this. Yeah. I be forgetting sometimes. You know how you gotta like go back and, and not just that, but you gotta like go back and like really look at a guy's tape to be like, yo, he was that guy. He was that guy. But oddly enough, he's one of those few players. And when I say this is gonna make sense, I never watched his team for him, but I always watched it for one of his teammates. Okay. Like I, I watched us. I watched the Sonics growing up, not for him. But, but for Sean Kemp. Yeah. You want the reason I cut that damn TV on? Yeah. Gary, yeah. Payton. Oh, Gary Payton. Sean, Sean, Sean Kemp. It was for Sean Kemp. Like, that finals, I wasn't watching for Gary Payton. I was we, watching for we, Sean Kemp. I was all watching for dunks. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. And I also wanted to see if Robin was going to fight Sean Kemp. Those are the only reasons why I, I even really cared about that team. So, okay. Then, okay, so look. Of course, him going to L.A. was... Was some whole shit, but that's beside the point. So he he got a championship with the Heat, um, but Gary Payton got a championship with the Heat. But anyway, mm-hmm. based off of these numbers, should he be a Hall of Famer? Based off his numbers alone. See, this is one of those Michael Vick things that we talked about. See, mm-hmm. because the numbers. To me, say no. Mm-hmm. But the How, name. However, that's it not, it's not the name. It's not the name. It's the glove. This mm-hmm. man locked everybody down. If you, uh, This is what I want you to think about when you, th- when you think about Gary Payton. Picture Patrick Beverly, but he's good. That is Gary Payton. Like I found it amazing his son got a way better jump shot than he ever had. And his son got bounce. Mm-hmm. His son got bounce. But like Gary Payton had his had his own shoes. Gary Payton was the best defender in the league. Ha, 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 look, look, look at it like this. When you talk about the best defenders in the league. He was the last guard to win. He was when, the player of the year. Yeah. Until this year. Until Marcus until Smart. Until this year when yeah, Marcus Smart did it. When when you think about Gary Payton, think about this. The two best defensive players in that era was little-ass Gary Payton and big-ass Dikembe Mutombo. Like, yo. Like, Hmm. I'm, like, you you mentioned Isaiah Thomas earlier in the show, how Isaiah Thomas was talking all that shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I like I know Isaiah Thomas is great. I really believe uh, Gary Payton would have locked that nigga up. I really do. I I honestly believe Gary Payton would have strapped Isaiah Thomas. You know what? And I'll give you that one because Gary Payton had really great lateral speed, and he was also an inch taller than I am. And long so, arms, long. So arms. imagine now. One thing: if you play ball with me, one thing I don't want you to do. One thing I'm not uh, don't want you to do it. One thing I'm not going to let you do. Well, I'm not going to let you drive on me. You got the right one. So, yeah. and that's just how I, how I do it. But like, you're not gonna like nah. I'm not letting no one do that. That's 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 too much. Nah, that's too much like disrespect to just drive to the cup on me like that. Like you getting fouled or I'm beating the shit out your layup. 
<laughs> but yeah, so Gary Payton by the numbers should not be a Hall of Famer, but I understand why he is because you cannot you cannot tell the story of the NBA without that Sonics team and Gary Payton was the leader and Gary Payton Gary Payton is the only one who went toe to toe with Jordan and like ain't really fold. Mm-mm. Like that was Gary, the one finals Jordan struggled in. Like yeah, he like I want to say that was the one finals he didn't average 30 points in. Hold on. Like Gary, Gary Payton, Gary Payton, he took it he took it right at Jordan like if I'm not mistaken. I don't think Michael averaged 30 for that series. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna let you look that one up. Averages in the finals. <clears throat> yeah, I'm pulling that up now. I know he averaged as a total. Thirty-three point three, I think thirty-three point six for the in the finals for his career. Mm-hmm. That's I don't crazy. think ninety. You, I don't think ninety-six was was good to him. You averaged thirty-three points in the finals for your career on damn near fifty percent from the field in the era that that you took a lot of congested contested jump shots in. You averaged. Th- think about this. He averaged thirty-three points. For his finals career, for his finals career, he listen, listen, listen. Hold up, wait, 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 wait. What I'm about to say is going to is going to make people understand and appreciate why Jordan is the greatest player. The man in six finals is six and zero. He averaged thirty three points in those six finals, and didn't take. Hardly any threes. Three a game. Three a game. And, and he took three a game. He didn't make three a game. He one took, and a half. Took three a game. That was like one point three or something like that. I know it's like thirty something percent from the field. Like he made one three pointer. So in so in six finals, let's say majority of them went. So what? So. 91, what did that go? Six games? Uh, 91 went uh, five. Five games? That was the Nin- only one that finished that way. That was the only one. Uh, everything else was six, right? Yeah, so let me see. Six times five is 30. And then in 91 was five. So in 35 finals games, he took 35 three-pointers. Or he made 30, 35 three-pointers. And he made and he averaged thirty three points, barely taking any threes. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah, and that was the one finals where he did not average thirty points. That's wild. But all right, but yeah, that he was twenty seven. So he didn't average. He didn't average thirty points. He was in, six points under his average. And keep in mind, this was ninety six. This was ninety six. This was yeah. the the un, the the hard one of the best basketball teams of all time. Yeah. I mean, we we won what we this won. This is the seventy two and, and ten. Yeah, seventy two and ten game. Yeah, it's the seventy two yeah. and ten Bulls. So mm-hmm. that lets you know. So to me, that shows how good Gary and Seattle were as well. So, 
So yeah, he a Hall of Famer, no doubt. He a Hall of Famer, no doubt. But the numbers, if you just take the name off and look at the numbers, you'd be like, all right, he was he was average. Mm-hmm. Me, I'd be thinking like I'd be thinking Gary Payton averaged twenty plus, but nah. I mean, that's only because he did the same thing happened to him that happened to Vince, that happened to Paul Pierce. Lakers and Heat and Heat yeah. and Celtics and Gary Payton. Like, wait, wait, Gary the, I think he played for the Bucks too. Yeah. Let me look up Gary Payton. Bucks too. All Gary Payton teams. Yeah, Dog. he played for Seattle. Yeah, Seattle, Milwaukee, L.A., Boston, and Miami. I remember that Boston team because that Boston team he was the point guard before Rondo got there. I remember, I remember Miami because he ain't play. He was just sit on the bench like Udonis Haslam. But yeah, y'all. All right, man. Ready to get out? Ready to get out of here? Let's go. Yeah, I was fighting a sneeze. That joint been irritating the hell out of me all hey, day. God, God bless you in advance. Thank you, because I'm probably gonna sneeze tomorrow morning and be mad about it. <laughs> but guys, this has been yet another. Might I add this little bit of flavor in the mix? Beautiful episode of the Off the Sticks podcast. We are coming to you all weekly, and I hope y'all realize how the like, how much planning goes into this. A ton of it. A ton. A ton. Because we have to work around each other's insane ass work schedules. Like. Cause you know I'm, I am, yeah. Cause you know I am about worthless from Wednesday to Saturday. Man, it ain't gonna be no better. And you know I'm coaching football, so once that season, if I'm not watching tape or taking care of Josiah, I'm doing this football stuff. Yeah, like I'm doing that. Yeah. So, like I said, time is completely. You like every second is precious. So for oh, those of y'all who 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 may who will make excuses about not wanting to do something for yourself in your life, we are two of the busiest people that we know, and hey, we, we still find time. Hey, we do this do shit. This. We do this shit because we just we just like that. We just like to talk about sports. We just like to talk about sports and record it and talk shit at each other. That's that's what that's what like, we like to do. And I and I hope y'all know. Um, I know y'all don't hear us talking that much shit at each other right now, but that's only because football season hasn't started. Football season has not started, and the gaming the gaming news has been slow hasn't. because because we because we we have our differing gaming styles. So yeah, like you I'm know, more RPG. You know, like I'm looking forward for Pokemon Scarlet and um, Violet. I'm looking forward to that. I want to I want to play this new gen. I want to see how they come back after the beauty that was Legends Arceus. I and, want to see what they do. And me, I'm looking for you know the prime time sports games, the shooter games, the stalkers, the call of the stalker twos, the Call of Duties, all of that stuff. Uh, but if it's an, if it's on a mobile phone or if it's a Nintendo Switch, f it. I don't want to even talk now, about it. Now I'm gonna keep it a butt with you. There is one. One on a um, mobile phone that I got. See, there we go. There we go with with this bull. Just listen. No, listen. Just listen. Because I actually heard about it from a dude who games on computer, on PC only. Uh Uh-huh. It was called Black Desert. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
So I downloaded it on mobile. Play it. I love it. I tried it on the Xbox and wanted to commit suicide. <laughs> like it was so clunky. Everybody got that one, got that one mobile game. If I had to say any game, it would be Clash of Clans. It's just because I like building shit, but I ain't played that in a year. So, you know, mobile ain't really my thing unless I'm like sitting on the toilet or something. Yeah, I mean, I I do got some mobile games I play a lot. Like, uh, what's this one I I got? I've been playing. It's called um, Retro Bowl. Mm. I'm going to show you. Bruh, this game, you can take over your NFL franchise, right? And it plays like um, Tecmo Bowl. Mm. Okay. And um, you can control the players on the field on offense and kickoff only. Mm. Defense plays its own, plays itself. But um, you have to maintain the morale of your team. You got draft picks, free agency, your coaches leave. Um, you got to appease your fan base. They got a Hall of Fame on there. Like I got three players in the Hall of Fame right now. Well, they're going to be Hall of Famers. They're still playing for me, to, but they're going to be Hall of Famers. And this game is on mobile? This is on mobile. And what's it called? It's called um, Retro Bowl. Retro Bowl? Retro Bowl. And every play call is a pass and a run. In order to do the passing option, you um, to snap the ball, you pull back so the quarterback drops back. Or you can do a quarterback sneak by swiping forward and he you know, takes a snap and runs. And if you want to run with the with the back, you just tap the back. It snaps the ball and you control the back by swiping up and down. So that way he can you know, juke, find a running lane, stuff like that. It's pretty dope. As far as how, as far as a mobile sports game would go, because some of the other ones that I've actually played um, were more, you set your lineup, you put your three special ability cards out there, mm-hmm. and then, you know, it plays by itself, but you get to watch. This, you actually control what happens on the field. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, yo, if you, uh, you're on Xbox, if you have not gotten the chance to um, play Flight Simulator, Go ahead, do that. It's a beautiful game. It now, I'm, I, I'm, I can't. I can't say it's the most. And Goat Simulator fun. is fucking hilarious. Have you I, ever I, played Goat Simulator, bro? No, I can't bro, do that. That shit is hilarious. Like, here's why I even played it. So uh-huh. you know, I watch a lot of YouTube, and one of my favorite YouTubers is a dude named Tim Pool. He does like political stuff, but he does it from more of how I line up, more centrist. Mm-hmm. So. He has this other channel called Chicken City, where it's legit just a camera set up in his chicken coop, and you mm-hmm. see chickens doing chicken shit, and it is fucking hilarious. Because sometimes it's a live stream, continuous live stream, and sometimes you can hear him yelling at the chickens. It is fucking hilarious. So I was like, if that's entertainment. And Josiah can watch that shit for like 45 minutes sitting down, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know how hard it is to get a one-year-old to sit down and do anything. Yeah. So I got sitting there watching that, and I was like, let me try this goat simulator. That shit is hilarious. Yeah, man. You are I'm a goat, bro. 
Yeah, man. All right, yo, let's get out of here. We yeah. got work. We got work in the AM. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking forward to it. The niggas been calling out. Yeah. And I ain't niggas. Not in this situation. <laughs> but, guys, it has been yet another wonderful evening. I'm sorry I keep postponing goodbyes, but I really like to spend the time with y'all. Y'all be hearing our voice, and I'll be appreciating it. Also, for everyone who has um, sub to us, you can find us on Spotify. Go ahead. Hit up on Spotify. Follow us there. Like it. Download it. Take your mama phone. Do the same thing. You feel me? So, you know, you can help us get our numbers up because we're doing this for y'all, bro. And we got to y'all do for us. We got to. We got a Twitter coming. We got a Discord coming. We got a. We got a YouTube coming. So, it's a lot of stuff coming, man. We got. We got a lot of. We got a lot of. Subscribe. A lot of things. We got a lot of subscribers, you know, just off the strength of that that first episode. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy how how fast it's taking off. Yeah. So we just want to thank y'all right now for the early support, but we got a lot of big things coming down the pipe, y'all. So definitely, definitely stay tuned. You know, stay abreast of what we got going on. We're gonna have that Discord popping. Gonna, you know, I may even, you know, once things move, my life get a little bit more balanced to it. If I want to have a online sesh on the one saying yo i'm trying to get my power four bill right on 2k who wants to run the wreck with me we can get it on but hey, um, look look in the uh, uh i got some i'm gonna have some breaking news for you next episode so oh oh yeah. this 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 sounds like something that he shouldn't have been doing or sound like something he said he wouldn't enjoy that he actually liked it's one of those two things i feel like unless it's okay. breaking news gonna be something different it's breaking news. I don't know. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait till uh we'll wait till next recording. We'll wait. You know, I'll hold right. it. So I'm be scared of shit for seven days, y'all. Just understand <laughs> that. Like, all right, this, it's not like baby, we need to talk levels of oh my levels of nervousness, but it's like tier three. Nah, man, it ain't it ain't gonna be bad. It ain't gonna be bad. It ain't gonna be but bad. As we say our goodbyes. Any last words, my dear friend? Last words. Uh last words and um, let me i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say this you know like the bulls me and you are both red Sox fans i just want to say fuck chain bloom <laughs> and with that fellas we good right everything straight we good here we good here we good there we, we out good we out see y'all yeah. next week all right one Thank you.